0: Andiamo! Let's go, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Turin Giants podcast, episode number 161. I'm Sam Adamo, the cultural podcast. I'm your host this week. Farhad is out. Uh, because apparently that's what he does now is when things are things are going poorly. When they going gets get stuff, Farhad ghosts, And when we beat Inter, he comes back. Uh, love you, Farhad. You're listening to this uh, in post-editing and, and, and punch in the air right now. Boys, uh, welcome. I'm joined by my two... Beautiful, uh, handsome, powerful co-hosts and depressed co-hosts. I might add this week. Uh, Matt Coccoluto and Giovanni, last name anonymous, gents. How's it going?
1: I'm not depressed,
2: dude. I'm well, a little
0: depressed. I'm 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 a little I'm a little moosh. I got to be honest with you. We're recording this podcast on Thursday, the 18th of February, so it's a day after um, losing one to two to Porto in the Champions League uh some of the some of the some of the anger kind of has subsided a little bit i mean matt and i were talking off mic before before Giovanni joined us matt you were saying that if we had recorded yesterday you really would have struggled to get through because you were you were genuinely you were genuinely just 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 peed off all night and you didn't really have a whole a whole bunch of coherent thoughts going through your mind it was just just sort of a a a constant a constant buzzing just a constant buzzing state of 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 rage um and now as we're about to launch this up I, yeah I, I am getting a little bit depressed just thinking about it because god damn it we're we're so we're so inconsistent and we're really unoriginal and <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about we've got a ton of questions where do we go first this is of course coming off the back of a loss at napoli in the Lega as well we're now eight points back of inter in first place but the game in hand got to mention the game in hand bro uh so the game in hand means you're basically means you're basically uh You're basically going to win the Scudetto. Um, I digress. Before we get into it, yeah, uh, get at us on all platforms at Juve Podcast on Twitter, at Turin Giants on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, We are also at the Turin Giants Podcast on Instagram, turingiants.com. Check out our apparel. We've got a super cool uh, Weston McKinney sticker coming very soon. A ton of other merch, a ton of other uh, really, um, really aesthetically pleasing items on that website. That far had curates, so really excited about the Weston McKinney, uh sticker. So do check that out, slap it on your laptops. One of our one of our uh, most consistently uh, well performing midfielders this season. So, and we'll and we'll get to the midfield of, of course, as we do every episode. Giovanni, uh, your thoughts on the game? Um, well, before
1: we get point. into the game, right? Because I think I mean we're, this this episode will mostly focus on on the Champions League and and primarily on the questions that we got. Online, but I kind of want to just go back to something you just said, which was, um, uh, you know, you, you, you talked about the league standings. I wanted to ask you guys, like, I mean, I, like, I get it right. It sucks not being at the top yada, 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 but are, are we spoiled? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be spoiled. Right. But in the past, I remember growing up, no, You know, no Serie A league was was a given. You went into it, and that's why it was exciting, big time, right? And I don't know about you guys, like if you guys were watching Juve at the time, or Sam, if you were born, I don't remember. But if you guys don't forget, like the the probably the most famous slash infamous Scudetto that we won was in. 2000. I was born, but I was not salient. You're
2: talking okay. about the one.
1: Um, Cinco I know what one you're Maggio. Yes, yes, yes. Cinque Maggio. And look, you know, like, was it, sorry, not 2001. I was two. sorry, not 2000. It was uh, 2001, 2002, I think.
0: With crying Ronaldo, crying, uh, crying fat Ronaldo.
1: Yes. That's, that's, so, that's, 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 like, yes. let me, like, because I, I, I've, like, I get it, right? You know, we I'm the first one to say that we should be in a better league standing position than we are. But are we making are we making too much of a big deal out of these missteps considering that also Milan is, you know, and and to me on the Inter looks like a team that is doing well now but the wheels could fall off at any point.
0: I so, agree. I agree about Inter. By the way, it was it was Cinque Maggio 2002.
1: Okay. And I actually have a funny story after we kind of do all everybody's consideration and, and we then move on to the championship. Well, well, okay,
0: look, right I, yeah. Well, look, I appreciate by the way that you're not depressed. Like, like, like Matt and I are proclaiming to be so it, g- great. to uh, Love the optimism. And look, but by no stretch of the imagination, are we done in the champions league, but it was not a good game. And I think the frustrating thing to, to your point about the league, not necessarily having to be a given in order for us to enjoy watching football. I agree with you the problem. And again, Matt and I were chatting before you got on. Problem is that it's not fun to watch right now. We're not fun to watch. We at least we no, find we're not fun and, to watch. And that's
1: fine. That's fine. That's fine. But I I guess what I'm kind of arching back to ultimately is that I see a lot of like everybody's like oh, like after like I was the Napoli loss. I went, back, I didn't watch it live. I went back and I just watched highlights because I got spoiled up uh, on it, and I was like, "Oh no, okay, you know, I'm not gonna spend two hours on on the game." But I mean, ultimately, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like. We're not out of it. And it's also it's making for an engaging race, although I can agree with you that we're not fun to watch. But I can like let me let me just kind of have this little anecdote that will also provide some of the listeners like a, a you know glimpse to my past. Like that year was my last year of like high school in the Italian school system. You know, I was at the Italian private school in like international school. In oh. a foreign country where I lived with, you know, my parents, because we—that's we, where my dad worked—and humble brag, no, it's just I'm Millions of people that do that, but anyways, uh, like I was, you know, it's an Italian high school, and everybody's got allegiances and specifically if you're a Juve uh, fan, you're either in the majority, more than likely, but you're also probably one of the most hated people in the school by everybody else. And my professor and also principal was this Fiorentina guy. And we made a bet at like in April, March, April, that pretty much a hundred days from, it was exactly a hundred days from the end of the Scudetto that Juve were gonna win No matter what. And at the time, we were so behind on the table. And it got to literally that last day. And I'm like, I'm going to owe this dude money. Big time. And then we all saw what happened. Cinco Maggio happened. And, and I remember the, the the like yesterday I was in class and then he shows up, he knocks on the door and he like calls me out. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. What's going on? And then he just pulls out his wallet and just dishes out the cash. <laughs> and it was the sweetest, sweetest payment ever. I'm like, Could you imagine? Hey, you uh, imagine? Cup, cup. I'm like, okay, maybe the league isn't going well, but this is, I, like, everybody complains that, oh, Juve, you know, we should be. But this this is, to me, is exciting, at least, you know. You can make
0: that case, Matt. I want to get to Matt in a sec. Uh, immediate takeaways for me. One, um, it's incredible how much some fans of other teams just totally – Bask in 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 Juve when not winning games or losing games. That's a, that's like the equivalent of a title rush for them because a Fiorentina fan, poor souls, I mean, would never would never consider would never consider the Scudetto to be a real possibility unless something cataclysmic changes. So what? So all they have to bet on is that Juve doesn't win a title. That's first takeaway. Second takeaway is that sounds like a Calciopoli type scandal waiting to waiting to waiting to have the lid ta- waiting to have the lid blown off of it. It's the 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 principle of a of a. <laughs> the the principal of a super uh, a super elite international italian school just making making backdoor bets with the uh, with students but that's hundred under- bucks man
1: 18 year old me was just like about that's to graduate right. <laughs> and we we're going into because italian schools you have the exam di maturita it's like a final state exam that everybody in italy takes and it's all standardized and whatnot right and it was like 300 bucks and it was the sweetest thing ever and just to see his face and just the bile and the fact that he was (laughs) so pissed off just counting the money as he puts it in my hand it was just chef's kiss
0: you should have had you should have had him pay you in dogecoin um yeah (laughs) <laughs> but uh, at least, at least that's what that's what I. That shit didn't exist about.
1: in 2002, obviously, bro. Obviously not. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I
0: that's what I would do if I were 18 now and uh, in the same in your shoes. Look, Matt, uh, to, to what jo, to what Giovanni was saying, I'd be okay with, I'd be okay with losing the title if it was a thrilling race and we lost to an elite side. The problem for me is I don't see an elite team in Serie A right now, other than us. I know Milan have been very. I've been very exciting in a lot of ways. And in some ways it looked like they were probably going to be the team to beat where if they won, we'd have to stand up and say, clap, clap, good project. They've got going fantastic, but they're beatable. You know, we, we beat them hell and freaking Spezia did at the weekend, which really, again, made the title race much more interesting. It would have been even more interesting if we had beat Napoli. But my issue is that it doesn't seem like we're going to get usurped by any one particular elite team. It feels like we're our own worst enemy in this. I don't know if you agree. I don't know if I don't know how you feel about this. To what Joe was saying, Matt.
2: Yeah. I think that's, I think that sums up a lot of the issues right now is that it's not so much we're getting beat and we're watching teams just pull away because they're better. It's because we're stumbling along the way, but that is, it is an exciting race. I, I I'm, listen, I'm depressed because Uve lost and they played poorly, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I have no illusions that we deserve to win every year. And well, I think we should, and we have a chance, and we're competitive. This is a very competitive season, and it's not going to be the easy as easy as it's been in the past. So, you know, props to the teams competing and making it more more exciting for the for the neutral, and you know, the the fans of other teams are obviously going to be excited to not see us on top. And I think we still are in the mix. We are only eight points back with the game in hand. I as sh- crap as crap as that Napoli loss was. I didn't think they played that poorly. I mean, I I mean it was a PK that they gave up and they had Juve had chances and Mm -hmm. you know Merritt played very well and kept out a lot of goals, so a lot of potential goals. So it wasn't the worst game. It's a bad loss. It's just not the worst game as opposed to this Champions League loss, which was a bad loss and a bad game. But I'm depressed about the performance. I'm not depressed about Juve's chances of winning the league or Juve moving on in the, in, in the champions. Like, I think, you know, both things are very much still alive and it's just that we're, we're we're talking about, you know, right. What's happened right now. And so I still am hopeful that the, that the season's going to continue and that they'll have the good games.
1: Speaking of like right now, you guys, did you guys watch the game live? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. What were you guys' opinion? Let's 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 take it from the from the beginning because there's already something to talk about at the beginning. We're
0: talking about the Porto game here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're on to the Porto game. Did yeah. So so
0: did have the did have the unfortunate did have the unfortunate. Um, Good. Well, what I, what I thought was a good sense to throw it on in the background, but no, I, I, uh, I had the unfortunate experience of watching it live. And my reaction was uh, honest to God, the first goal went in and I barely had a chance to settle in. I, I, you know, and then the second half, the second half rolled around and I'm thinking, all right, well, big second half needed here. We need an away goal. And before I even had a chance to settle in, same thing happened. And I think that sums up the night. You know, we made it very easy on them. We allowed them, we allowed them the chance to, 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 to jump on an opportunity against a superior side. We are a superior tech, you know, on paper, we're a better side than them. And they knew that, which is why they sat back and defended nine, 10 guys behind the ball. Whenever, whenever we, you know, whenever, whenever we tried making anything happen, they were happy to absorb the pressure. And Giovanni, you made an interesting point too, that that I want to bring up here. One takeaway I had was that we were killing our own counterattacks, something that we tend to see often. Um, and you're, you're 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 nodding your head as I say that. It's a big problem. It's a big freaking problem.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I want to give due to Porto because I think I I think tactically they they had a solid game plan and you noticed it even more so once we went down 1-0 because their game plan was to really try to try to weather the storm of uh, like a like a five man attack which we normally do on average and but they but they b- by by really pressuring every single passing lane that we had which is very reminiscent of like old old school atletico Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's a good call, and and I think uh, so. You know, Conte Sao, good job. I think he's a, he's a good coach. I I he was one of my favorite non Juventus players growing up. You know, he's, I, and I he really played a it.
0: lot in, and he played a lot in Italy. He even played for yeah, Italy.
1: Lazio, and Inter. But, so Conte Sao, good job, good job Porto, right? But I'll tell you this: if that bungle at the beginning does not happen and zero zero, Juventus plays a different game. Because one thing I can tell you is Juventus, Pilos Juventus, does, does, is just not built for comebacks. They're not a you. You go down; it's a problem for us. We'll snatch it because well, Juventus and there's the grit and all that bullshit that like people like eat up. But it's also primarily because we have skillful play, like on paper, skillful players compared to you know, most of the other play teams that we play. But, ta- like, to me, Pirlo's game just isn't built for that. But, that, that we, we we can get into that. But, to, like, ultimately, 1-0 down, it created a hole that it was hard for us to obviously dig back out of. It
0: would have been even harder if that was an away goal that we had conceded. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we, we, we got away with it because we happened to be playing at the Dragao and not, not a not at J Stadium. But, uh, look, does, does it not does does it not speak to us being you know mentally frail then if you if you think that we're not built for comebacks so, uh, could it be that there isn't enough uh, experience no, no, in no, midfield because no. no. you can make that case and I, by experience I'm not talking about technical ability I'm talking about the fact there's no one world class standout uh, experienced midfielder Matt uh, Matt well, I, I know yeah. I know we'll get to midfield I know we'll get to the midfield a lot here it's like, we've got a ton of questions about it but.
2: It, That's yeah, It's really tough to, to to really, like, on that sense of where is the motivation, where is the, the experience coming from that, that needs to lead this team. And you would have thought that it would be fine yesterday when you had Chiellini in the squad and you have, you know, Ronaldo up top. Those are two guys who have been around the block, who've played in all the biggest games. They should be enough to sort of motivate this team to get on, to, to, to get out the gate firing. And obviously, it didn't happen. We we were all sucker punched in a first minute, and maybe you're right about the fact that there isn't somebody in the midfield that 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 midfield general, and that is causing certain issues around motivation and getting people fired up and just keeping them coherent and moving in a forward direction. But. I I think it really, the, the bigger issue is that they gave up that really, really bad goal in the first minute. And then, like you said, like you guys said, Porto had a very good game plan. And it was, it, from that moment on, it was much harder. It was going to be much harder to break them down because they knew they had the advantage. Yeah,
0: and you you mentioned Chiellini. I mean, a big issue with him has actually been his old, has actually been his advanced age. Um, on a couple of occasions this season, he's he's proven to be pretty frail. And
1: he's my and it's just, age, advanced age. Look at you, a relative, re- relative relative a re- relative, a relatively relatively relatively. In some you know,
0: in, in some cultures, that would be a compliment. You, you know me 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 talking about your 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 experience and how old you are, Jabani, and how you're older than me. I would have to I would have to grant you every one of your wishes. I'd have to refer to you in a very formal tone it's 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 not not everything not everything is so black and white there's a lot of subjective there's a lot of subjectivity you could look at it as a positive that you're that you're the same age as Killini. but but d- come on do you feel you listen Giovanni you were you were a very competitive rugby player do you feel in the do you feel the same way you do you feel now the same way you did when you were my age no 100 percent.
1: and you, I've said this since last year to me Dr. Kilnini well, he needs to go sit down in the boardroom at Juventus because I think I, I, I think he's done. It's just not there. And I bring it up not because I don't like him. I like him a lot. Unfortunately, he missed out on that 2016 that went to go win the World Cup. And he wants that. He's been wanting that. And Italy has just not been at the same level Clialini was in his prime. And that is unfortunate. But he missed out the 2018 World Cup, and there are plenty of superstars from Italy that did not win a World Cup. And so, to me, he just come this summer, it needs to be over. Honestly,
0: do you think that him missing out on 2018? Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you there. I thought you were done. Do you think that him missing out on 2018 was, you know, super traumatic to him, and that's why he's still playing? Because if that's the case that it's kind of a vicious cycle, right? He, he has to, he, he doesn't necessarily want to play for club anymore. I'm sure he wants to, lo- I'm sure he wants to win a champions league with us. I'm sure he cares about the club very much. And I'm sure he's yeah. happy to keep training, but he needs us in order to, in order, in order to have the, in yeah. order to have the last dance with, with La Nationale, because he's not going to get into the team. If he just takes the whole year off and focuses, focuses on his fitness. Um, yeah.
1: It's it's almost not good for COVID, right? There's no COVID in 2020. He plays in the euros. He gives it a last shot. I think he's done in, in, in the national team. And maybe he does a year at Juve. I think he's done uh, to me. It's it's just not there. And I, and, and you, 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 you said that question. I myself know that after a while, you know, there's too much, it's too much mileage in, 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 in the car. Go to 20 CL. Even even if you're a Ferrari, if there's too much wear and tear, you gotta go get you. You you are only taken out on the weekends. So I think that's what needs to happen with you know Killini and. But but he's got a future at Juventus. He's more I educated really, than half the boardroom. He's more educated he is, than Nedved. He is. 100%. He is one of the <laughs> smartest people too. So he's, he is literally
0: Dottore he... Chiellini. He's literally Dottore Chiellini. I know you were joking about it but a lot of people no, don't no know. He he's, he's no, that's, that's what, what I meant. You you no. could legally refer to him as such in Italy.
2: Yeah. Well, also in Italy they love handing out the dottore. They just everybody gets it. No, nah, bro, he's a he's an economics like I, I know. Yeah. He's got his he's yeah. got his degree from from the University of Torino Is it
1: Torino or is it Livorno or is it somewhere? Yeah. Uh, no, it's he's not, but yeah, no, he's got like an economics like not the baccalaureate, is it?
0: We'd all be doctors um, in Italy, though. We'd all, we'd all yes, be. Doctor- we'd all be doctor. You would. You would I be. Doc- think- you, would be doctor- you would be dottore Coccoluto. You would be yeah. because, and you would be able to, and you would be able, and you'd be. able to flaunt that. You'd be able to flaunt that. It would be on your business card, basically saying. And he is. He is a person.
2: very intelligent. He's a very educated, intelligent person, and he's got an advanced degree in, in economics or. Yeah,
1: business. But yeah, so. but yeah. Look, the situation is this: like Bentancur mate, it, it's probably his worst game at Juve. Can we agree? Yeah, and it's been a tough year for him. He's had a rough year. This That's saying, so that's saying something. So let's say like worst, worst game of his career within the worst year of his career. Ultimately can only go up from for here. All for how bad yesterday was like, it was bad. I knew it from the start and I messaged you guys and I'm like, this is going to be not fun. And I'll we, I mean, the result is not bad. 2-1? No,
0: the away goal is the the huge. Goals clutch. Hey, Federico Chiesa, man. Fucking FedEx has been a very, a very solid addition this year. And again, we want to talk about lack of experience. He's a guy who doesn't have a lot of it. R- really, in reality, the most experienced guy in the team yesterday was Ronaldo. And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. Our midfield, again... Ben has been around a while. Rabiot has been around a while, I guess, but they're not—they're not—they're—they're not thirty-year-old they're not, they're, they're not players. Yeah, but I don't want to hear they're about on the like won everything. You know what I mean? To me, age that's, doesn't that's mean
1: anything. All. Though, like, if you think about it, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of midfielders that are young and that are solid. I think here's the. To me, the problem is this, right? At at the at the end of the year, the the team, the club needs to start making some really hard decisions, and I say they're hard decisions, given the complete, like, entire, like, economic situation of like top level football. It's problematic. It's more problematic than it ever was, because there's not, there's no liquidity. There's just no liquidity. And been banging this drum for a while,
0: but I think you're right, and a lot of people are overlooking this. Yeah,
1: and people are like, oh, you know. A midfield is made of like that's why you go and you pay 80 million for like top top level midfield. Look, some of the top level midfielders are people that like were young and then developed into that. We need to do a better job of understanding when to cut our losses and understanding when to take a risk. Because at some point it's gonna get to the point where like from a Sorry, one second. Uh, from from like a from like an overall like planning perspective, right? You're gonna have to start taking a risk because you can't bankroll your team. There just isn't funds, and you're gonna end up at some point like a Barcelona, which is a, just a scrap heap right now. That that that's what needs to happen, and people need to have that expectation that you might get like a name that you don't know and that hopefully blossoms into that big next. I, I suppose, but, but
0: uh, look what the only reason I was bringing up the lack of experience with guess. was because it was because I was saying that in spite of that, he's been impressive and he's been pretty composed. I mean, it was a very nice finish for him to get that goal. And you know, that, that, that was the savior that, that gave us hope. We've come back in tougher situations. I mean, Think back to Atletico two years ago. The problem is, it's a couple of years in a row now that we royally screw ourselves over at the round of 16 level. Uh, if yep. I'm not mistaken, I think last year we went out to Lyon in the round of 16, right? It wasn't the quarter final. Is, am I correct? Am, is, am I you correct? Are correct?
2: I, believe I am you cor- are correct. Yes.
0: Okay. So, so there was the Atletico game two years ago, right? Where Diego Simeone uh, showed off his cojones and then Ronaldo a couple of weeks later. Shot off his even bigger cojones and it took Ronaldo's huge cojones and a hat trick, uh, in what was, what felt like a very, defi- you know, like a, like a, defi- a, a defining, uh, you know, defining career at Juve moment for him. Um, but then we, you know, we, we wound up, we wound up fizzling out and losing to Ajax. Okay, fine. I understand that a lot of those Ajax players, speaking of young players who go on to do great things, they, they, wound up having a fairly, a fairly impressive side players they, in the team like, are all over Europe now one of them is
1: going to the final right they were 30 exactly, seconds going right. to the final yeah. so i mean the whole ix
0: thing right but, but, but i'm then. just saying no but i was just saying but then last year with leo and now this i mean hell whether we come out of it or not against against porto it's 3 years on a row that we under three different managers granted because we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the manager. We're going to talk about you know his Peter low, low in over his head. Last year, we were saying his Saturday in over his head, and it was actually what wound up doing him in. Well, three years in a row now under three different managers, it's happened. Giovanni, you were flashing four. So, four yeah. Four years so in a row. That
1: four was a statistic. Uh, it's four years in a row now that Juventus loses the first leg of the round of 16. Who did we lose to four years ago in 2018? At Tottenham.
2: Was that the Tottenham game? Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was. So we came game, back. Game, and, yeah, it's yeah. and the, the history
0: of the Tottenham. Yeah, it's the history of the camp, and then they then always got
1: that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You had and, uh, the 2-0 Atletico, and then uh, yeah. So here's the thing: we, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: we cannot, we cannot afford to get knocked out in this round. Like, like let me put it this way: Juventus cannot afford not to reach the semifinals. Everything else, whether you make the final, whether you win it, that's a different story. But as a club, they cannot afford to not make the semifinal. I think, honestly, honestly, I think we have a good chance of passing. However, people, like, they need to figure something out before we get to the quarterfinals if we get to the quarterfinals. It's it's a problem. It's a problem if we don't get the revenue from the champions league it's going to make it problematic to plan for next year. It's going to make it problematic to fix these holes that we have in the team. You know, it's, it's something needs to to There will
0: be pressure to, to do something and to try to reinvent the wheel again. And that's an issue. Cause if you're trying to do that every single year and not trusting the process, then that's, that's a recipe for uh, over tinkering, man. And mm-hmm. I, I, I do, th- I do think that, there's a possibility that if we do get out of this round, we'll go out in the next round, man. If we play Bayern Munich, I don't know about you. I know we're big, mighty Juve, but let's be honest. Between between us, you know, this is just us talking, right? You listeners, you're all Juventini. I don't feel like a big club at times. I know that's crazy, but that's because, but that's because I know that's nuts. And I understand our place in the kind of, you know, in, in the ecosystem of football. No one wants to face us. I understand that. But do you really feel confident based on how things have gone the past several years that we'll make it, to a Champions League semi-final if we get anyone in the next round? No, there are teams that I really don't want to face. And I get that that's normal. Okay, Bayern Munich doesn't want to face certain teams as well, but you got to think that they're going into it thinking, you know what? It's fine. We can handle ourselves just fine. When we made the semi, when we made the final in 2017, that was seen as a small miracle. We made it in 2015. It felt like a small miracle. If we meet Bayern Munich in the next round, I'm picking Bayern Munich as an example because I view them as being the best team in the competition. They're the defending champions and they regularly destroy teams. So um, I think, it would be shocking if we beat them. So we're definitely not at a point now where we feel like we could just we could just switch you know, we could just swing our wood and do and do whatever the hell we please. We have to really be disciplined in Champions League matches in order to to beat top sides. And yes. I think that but and I think that stems from maybe a bit of a complex that still exists. And I wonder if it permeates from the
1: top no, down. No come on. I don't think it's a complex thing because let's please let's let's not forget that Juventus is, uh, w- 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 you know, one of the teams not named Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Bayern Munich to kick ass in the past five years in Champions League and to be mo- con- the most consistent overall. So it's not a complex thing. When it comes to winning the finals, there's, um you know, uh, you, you know, I, I call it the monkey on the back. It, it just is. And that's a psychological thing with the club, mm-hmm. you know, so... Put that aside. The the to me the situation currently with Juventus overall is the fact that we're kind of going we're we're neither fish nor fowl, but there is an idea and there is that semblance and ultimately this idea from a fledgling mirage that it is needs to become tangible when it's just not happening. We see it turn into something real and then it disappears on us. And I'll go back to my favorite word of 2021, consistency, right? Lack thereof. But, 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 but it just now at this point, it does, it, I'm going to talk consistency at a club level. Juventus needs to be consistently at the top because once you drop off, it will be really hard for you to come back because nobody right. waits for you. And all the funds and all the top players are going to go somewhere else. At a, at a at a at a coaching level, Pirlo needs to figure out that while he has an idea of what he wants as his favorite style of football, that idea may not veg with 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 the roster, and it may and it, and it may not you know veg with like Lady Luck. If a game goes somewhat differently, you gotta figure out how to play to the strengths that and the opportunities that are presented to you, and you know we can talk about like this lack of like. Wanting to counterattack at Juventus and wanting to shoot from outside. I think that's a big problem and a missed opportunity. But then we have to go down all the way to the players and say that there needs to be consistency. among. We've really made the conscious effort of making the team younger and bringing in new blood. But these people need to step it up. And they need to be consistent. Otherwise, you're not Juventus quality material, and then you're going to be part of those hard decisions that need to be made. Root cost analysis right there.
2: Yeah. I mean, you you talk about the consistency factor, and we've talked about it before. When it comes to, you know, why we still have this belief that, like, we are Juve, we will, you know, we will overcome. Just stepping back to last weekend, prior to the Napoli game, 2021 was going very well for Juve. We were on a tear. Besides the the loss to Inter, we were won, we've won every game, or we had zero. Loss. That's the only loss. We had a draw in there for Inter versus uh, the second leg of the Inter game. But basically, things were going well, and now all of a sudden, we're we've seen the flaws in this team again, and they've been there before. But we've also had really good games, and it's just like you said, if we can get these consistent moments where we're playing that really high tempo and exciting brand, or just even pushing other teams and getting opportunities to, to actually score, which in this game, there weren't a lot of it's a much different situation. Now i just, before we move on to everything else about it, you brought up a really good point about the financials and how important it is to make it to the semifinals. People are definitely not on t- thinking about that regularly. when it comes to what is going on at Juve and what, how important it is, especially now Lazio and Atalanta are still in the champions league. That money gets divvied up. So in years past, Juve has been the banner, fatally, and the only one making it to the the you know the round of sixteen or going even further. That money is going to be a lot less this year. So it's even more important, imperative that they get through, which I I still believe we will, and then you know make a run. And I still think they can. I just it's there's obviously very big flaws in this team, and um I know a lot of the questions we got addressed. Yeah, you know, but Gio, you, you're making the 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 wavy face at me.
1: I don't know about, but do you really think there's very big flaws? And I an open question to you guys, yeah. like, like if we let's, oh. let's take as, as objective of a view as we can on paper
0: or on the pitch, because what I see and what I, what I see when I look at the team on paper, when I read the roster and what I see when I see them play uh, are two different things.
1: Okay. Does, that sense? Does that make sense? No, no, no. It totally makes sense. And I'm with you because, yes, on paper, you look at the team and I remember somebody made a comment in one of the – there's like a – it's a strictly Italian like uh, Twitter like account. And there's one of the guys there that said, you know, the big thing in Italy is everybody says, oh, look at Juventus. They practically have two full side squads. Yes, but if three, four guys are missing, then both squads play like shit you know I so yes I I see I, I completely understand what you're saying like on paper we could roll people with the same FIFA 21 you know what I mean yeah yes well, so I, exactly. I want I think wait when you,
2: you we talking about flaws is, and this is what the highlighted in this match there seems to be one formation and a lot of the questions we got are about formation so I didn't want to really go into it too much that
0: works. Get to and the it, questions now. But yeah. But th-
2: that works and it's it revolves heavily around that that midfield of having McKennie and Ator together with either Bentancur or Rabiot and then having Marata as a starter. If one of those pieces is not healthy, which is the situation now where you had Ator unhealthy or injured and you had Maratta coming off this flu, it seems like it breaks down fairly quickly. And that's an issue. If if you have all this depth, but you don't have another way of of getting things to getting a cohesive team together, or getting some sort of strategy out of the the players you do have available, then the depth clearly isn't as isn't working. So that's I think what where I where I see like a flaw in the system.
0: We all agree the midfield is problematic. We've been talking about it for a while. We have a ton of questions on it, Giovanni. Why don't we get to the first one? Um, I, I know there's there's a little bit of overlap there, so we can maybe. We can maybe kind of um, morph a few of them together uh, b- before uh, before we do get into it. While you get that set up, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, Matt. I was just gonna say. I, I was just gonna say. Go, 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 go. we we well. Look, it's it's obvious that it's obvious that Rabiu and Bentancourt can't play together, and that when Arthur's not there, uh, the whole the whole system becomes problematic, dude. Because what winds up happening is, I think Bentancourt tends to overcompensate, and for some odd reason. He's either not made to play as a pivot or what you would call a regista in Italy, uh, which is the role that Pjanic played for a very long time. He's not suited for it or like, like either technically he's not suited for it or right now he's not suited for it because he's not in the headspace for it because he's, you know, he's felt that he hasn't been able to take the reins um, from Pjanic. And maybe he tries to do a little bit too much and, and, we've seen it in a number of games, not just this past game against Porto yesterday that we described as being his worst game, arguably his worst game at Juve ever. You know, I, I think it's like, I think it's a consistent thing that we've seen that we'll continue to see is anytime that he plays with Rabio, they're too similar. He winds up having to do more of the heavy lifting and there, and there, there's just, there's just a lack of, there's just a lack of, of fluidity in, in possession. It feels very limp. It feels very stale. and, I think we agree. We mentioned earlier on, mckenney has been a great performer for us this year overall. Overall, but he has a specific role to play. He's not going to be the one to, you know, drive the ball up thirty yards and and and, you know, kind of a la Paul Pogba. That's not what he does. Yeah. Um, that's not what he does. Artur is fairly comfortable on the ball. Doesn't necessarily do that, but he he's quite good at getting it on the turn and making the first pass. And Bentancourt and Rabiot, you could argue, are probably a little bit better at maybe just running with the ball a little bit, maybe 15, 20 yards and making, making, a, making a play to a winger who can then kind of take it in motion. But obviously neither of them are suited to play that defensive role that they've been tasked with doing every time Arthur is out. And, you know, I don't know if it's a question of poor preparation from... The technical side, you know, from a from the technical side, where we haven't stocked up in in the right positions, I, I don't know. It, it certainly strengthens the case for needing a guy like Locatelli who can, I guess, you know, sub in if if Artur is 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 out, or maybe even usurp him so that you can have Artur as an option. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Of course, the, the the problem is the solutions that we're proposing are within the are within the very. I guess, boxed in, nuanced way that we play right now. Maybe the issue is to shake it up and just change how we seek to play the game altogether so that you don't have (laughs) these kinds of issues anymore. And again, I don't know that the answer is that obvious. I don't know that it's super clear as to what the the correct way of lining up is. Um, But again, a lot of people were asking about it. And uh, yeah. we'll get to it now. Um,
2: yeah, uh, let's get into it. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. There's, there's, it's a very complex situation, and, and specifically to the game on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Whatever. Yeah, it yeah. was Wednesday. <laughs> but there have
0: been a number of games like it. That's the issue, right? But
2: specifically to that game, like when I everyone's like, oh, you know, this, 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 and this. But knowing everything we know, like you did not have. There's no there. What no Atua, no quadrado, no Benucci's hurt. Ramsey's hurt. <laughs> or coming off an injury. Right. Uh, Marata was coming off the flu. Dybala, Dybala really is still it. hurt. He's always do, hurt. do you, what changes do you make? Well, if you had all that knowledge that Piello had, because I was pissed off that Marata wasn't excited, but then I hear, oh, he fainted lot on the weekend. Like then, yeah, maybe you don't Christ. start him. Like,
0: <laughs> no, it, you're, it's, it's, it's a fair point, but I think the issue is really that there's, there, there's, there's the same type of pattern that's repeating itself. Every single game that we've, that we've not performed at a level that we should have and didn't win as a result or didn't get a result that we should have had. It felt like the problems were the same. It felt like they were coming from the same places. It felt, we felt similarly limp in the same areas. It's felt like we haven't had any real penetration through the midfield. So, We'll that's because you had we'll Quadrado
1: it? doing it on the right side uh, the entire year. Maybe I mean, but guys, I don't want to be yeah, like uh, I don't wanna be, you know, the guy that's like, I told you guys, but having said very, that, very few people, admittedly, very, 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 very loud few people said that Quadrado wasn't probably the most impactful player of the season at Juventus. Yeah, that's but that's scary. Like that's the game is not there. The game's when he's not there, big difference. There?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. But the problem with it, what's scary there is that if you're over relying on a guy like Cuadrado who has so little but in his arsenal, normal, then it's well, maybe, maybe, maybe we are because when he's not there, although the system itself, like it doesn't, although, the, although tactically we may not systematically rely on him, I think it's very obvious. And when he's
1: not there, we struggle without him, and that just so happens to scary this because like he doesn't play. Player, like yeah. I don't know. Uh, to me, like he's he's playing like one of the best right backs, and the numbers are showing it. In Europe, people laugh at me and they're like, "Oh, what about who's the guy at Liverpool? Young Trent guy." Alexander Arnold? He's he's Long young Arnold. and he's sexy, so he'll get Brian, like, right exactly. Yeah. I I don't trust people with like three first names. So <laughs> I don't, right off the bat. Like, <laughs> Like he's we'll got the person that brought that water. up online, I was like, What? I so don't you, care. This you is a youth probably, of
0: so you, you probably don't care much for uh for Mussolini's great grandson who's playing at Lazio Lazio's youth team now, who's got uh, like an exceptionally Dude,
1: who gives a right this is because this, this, this is funny
0: because this is funny because he's got an exceptionally uh, hyphenated last name, which is like unheard of in Italy. But his mom is so stupid. She, she's named Mussolini. The name could have died in is, the is, it died died in the. It could have died in the grass.
1: Is it Alessandra she, Mussolini's son or something? He
0: is Alessandra Mussolini's son. The Dude, queen. his
1: mom was like in the nudie magazines in the nineties.
0: I know. 90s. I know. Oh, I gives I know. A shit. And Dude, his fa I know. Right and his now. father. His father actually. Fuck. His father was actually um was actually the inspiration or one of the people that got charged in that uh, in that baby squillo scandal in Italy a couple of years ago where a bunch of high school girls were prostituting themselves out to like chiefs of police and politicians. And it was the inspiration for the Netflix series, Baby. Uh, great show, by the way. I shouted it out on the last podcast on, on my pod. But yeah, um, all, that to say, <laughs> all that to say, yeah, they, they definitely don't trust that kid. Poor guy, he hasn't done anything wrong except be born with a certain name. But yeah, his mom fought to have him change his name to Mussolini. So now he, instead of going by... Uh, instead of going by whatever his first name is, Floriani, he goes by Mussolini, Mussolini Floriani.
1: Dude, this is such a typically Italian story that, just like please let's let's just i beg you let's, let's, let's go let so, go on to the questions let's it's so unru- question. it's so
0: unrelated i just can't imagine my like someone in germany God. fighting like, to have God. to have the hitler name uh, stay alive it's just absurd it's just yeah. it's, it's so italian weird.
1: it's way more all happen. right all right all right question okay. time so all right first one by brie at uve reborn is Pirlo getting the best out of the squad? What formation do you guys think would be best, would suit the players best? Because honestly, I think Pirlo needs to think, tinker more and stop insisting on the hybrid formation. You know what, you okay. may be on something. I know you hate Dude, formation questions, I, but let's there, let you guys, tackle
0: this one. Cool.
1: Specifically, specifically for formation questions, like I get a little bit, it's a little bit exasperating. I, I get it, right? please. Let's 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 look at this less from the picture that the TV shows you before the game and what actually is you're seeing on the field happen, right? As much as we want to call it a 3-5-2, which I agree with you, there's always you always see three people at the back defending, that changes, right? Like when, when you see the team attacking, there's always three people just hanging out at back, right? But the one thing about like the 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 players on the field is that they they all move around and they always try to occupy and cover each other's space. Now, what's what's the right formation? I cannot tell you because I will give you a number, but it's not going to reflect what's going to be actually on the field like I, I like understand you know what I mean does that am I making sense no, no you you are but Brie actually understands what you're
0: saying she's saying should we get away from the hybrid system where I have friends who are texting me before the game saying why is McKenny playing as a winger and I have to tell them well he's actually not it's a very fluid system you see and he's kind of occupying a, a role as you would as you would expect it to but whatever it's very broadly defined on paper but I think maybe they're the case she Trying to make it, should we stick to a more strict system where people ha- where every single individual has their own, uh, their own, uh, their, their own space that they're five, occupying? You
1: know what I mean? Like, I don't think in the last uh, five years, let's say five years of football, right? I don't think in the last five years of football, we've ever had like, a very strict type formation. Like this person is a right back and will only run up and down the right side. Like I, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know what Allegri's teams, but even then, once once it got above the belt, right above the mid midfield, it was pretty much open play. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, I think it's right. And uh most well, the systems say, do operate that way,
0: though,
1: right?
2: And I think with. With yeah, because it's like you said, it's like a three-five-two. It's a, but then it's a three-four-three. But then it's a four-four. It's a four-four-two in defense. So it, it is very fluid. Um I don't know though. I I I, I just posed the question earlier, right before It's Like, who, who would you have started instead of knowing everything that was? Like, yeah, probably Marata should have. started. There tried, are no other
0: but, options. He got the best like, out of the players he had based on, I mean, he, 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 he started the best lineup he had at his disposal yesterday based on who was healthy.
2: Yeah. And maybe Murata should have started, like maybe he was healthy enough to go from the get go. I well, we don't know though, right? if he had the flu on the weekend, I can understand being apprehensive with, with him. And, and I, yeah, so I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I like the idea of tinkering a little bit. I think there is some issues with, especially yesterday. And we saw with, um, I'll call it Kulishevsky and Kiesa. They didn't really know how to, how to kind of move it with each other because they both like to go to the, you know up to the right, and so they kind of get into each other's ways a little bit. And I think that more is just that Kulosehesky was you know kind of starting in the striker position, but he likes to come out to the wing, and so maybe there's that part of the formation needs a little work on, and you don't have that issue if Marat is on, but it was a tough it was a tough situation.
1: No, 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 I got it. And, and just to kind of close out the question as, with, 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 with a final answer to me. I, it's it's less of a matter of tinkering with a formation and more of a matter of tinkering with the tactics and the executions ultimately of what's going on in the field. So, I, I mean, I invite everybody to really try to take that different, like, approach to kind of looking at where the players are positioned and what they're actually doing um, on, on the field. Next question by Patrick A. Van Camp. And I'm not going to read. The handle, so because it's letters and a number. Anyways, um, is Bentoncourt that poor of a player, or is it a product of square peg into round hole syndrome that plagues him and other Juve players being forced out of position? I mean, it kind of ties back into the prior question, right? Like, to, it, it, it is I'll be honest, like right, hot take. To me, Bentancur is showing overall. Right now, I mean, put, if you had to ask me this question two years ago, I'd have been like, promising player. I think you know he's got a future. Uh, this season, I'm like, I don't know. Is he is he overrated? Is he, or did we put a little bit too much weight on this guy? You know what I mean? Because to me, he he's the first one on the chopping block. If I were if I were general manager of Juventus, you know, sporting director, whatever. And it's June. I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a tough discussion with him, to be honest. So,
0: and a number of people asked about Bentancur. about Bentancur. Yogi also asked. Uh, or Yogi Yogi in this question says um, Bentancur seems super down. Uh, would you? Who would we play in the midfield if Arthur is still out for the second leg? Um, let's accept that we miss Bonucci big time. He's actually not wrong on that one. We want to talk about. We want to talk about passing. We want, We often think about who's playing in midfield, but I, I think that having lacked Bonucci's presence the last couple of games has been, and I don't mean to veer off from uh, too much from from that last question, but just kind of piggyback off of the, the Bentancur issue. I think that lacking Bonucci has been very problematic because we've lacked his range of passing from the back. I think it's been very obvious for two games now. And this is, of course, Bonucci, who's not necessarily in the form that he was five years ago, but it's very obvious yeah. that when he's not there, we, we still lack a little bit of uh, something.
1: Uh, Look, I think sure. the, one of the biggest issues is we lack – we lack, it, it seems paradoxical to bring up, but we're lacking good feet from midfield down, right, yeah. overall. And you start seeing it when Quadrado is missing and Bonucci is missing. And to me, Bentancourt and Rabiot are just doubles of each other. As ultimately, as players, right? Yeah, if I have yeah. to evaluate them, to me, yep. they do very similar things, and they're similar players, similar physique, and whatnot.
0: We were saying that before; it's so true. And without Arthur, I think, I think Bentancur overcompensates. I was saying it before, and but but you know, you know, without Bonucci, I do think Bentancur has to even drop a little bit deeper because. Chellini doesn't have the same range of passing against Napoli. He gave away the ball like, by, to my count, probably like 10 times. And I'll bet you, if Bonucci's playing in the game, Bentancourt doesn't probably drop back as deep as he did in the first minute of the game, second minute of the game, to make that pass to fuck around with the ball in areas that realistically shouldn't around with. Bonucci commands that area a little bit more. You know what I mean? And there have been, how many times has it happened that Gianluigi Buffon, because be, bear in mind, Chesney not, Chesney's not necessarily the best on the ball but Buffon was even more scary on the ball. If you remember, he's a very traditional goalkeeper. He's not a very modern goalkeeper who, you know, Ederson's coming out now, uh, to, 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 to effectively play as, as, as a first man on the ball. And in some cases, even launch attacks, he's like a guy that people cite as a very modern goalkeeper. Buffon is not that how many times has it happened that like Barzali and Buffon and Bonucci would be playing around at the back and you'd be sweating, almost falling out of your chair thinking, Oh my God, the the ball's going to go out of play. They just play it out of pressure because they're so good at what they do. Bonucci there, I think prevents that from happening.
1: And yeah, that's yeah. But look, yeah. I think it also needs to be some critical decision making. Like it's, it is preferred that you play it out the back, but it is not a law. You're not gonna go to jail if you jam the ball outside if there's too much pressure. And I think at some point, like these these guys need to realize it, right? Okay, you give up a uh, uh, corner kicks, uh, throw in from you know dangerous area, but at some point, you know. It's either that or a goal, but yeah. you, you know, getting back to I guess the question: who you play in the second in the second leg is whoever's available after the game on Sunday or Saturday before the game, right? Right before the before the return leg. Right. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. If Brendan Cool goes down and Rabio goes down, who's playing? <laughs> Maybe we send uh, we we send Sam to Italy and he, he takes over there. I don't, I don't know. So it, it'll be interesting. I think what we've seen overall from a midfield lineup is that Arthur needs to be in one between Bentancourt and Rabiot needs to be in, and then McKinney needs to be in.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean we 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 have another we actually have another question really quickly. I I know this is kind of asked in jest, but. Uh, Janotti uh, asked, "Is it time for some pasta fagioli?"
2: I mean, uh, pasta fagioli sounds lovely right now. When is it not time for some pasta
0: fagioli? It's of, it's of course always time for pasta fagioli. But let's assume he's, let's assume that he's referring to Nicolò <laughs> Fagioli. Um, I think I know. I don't think I don't think Nicolò uh, Fagioli will offer a whole lot right now. I, I again, I don't know if the question was asked seriously or in jest. But God, uh, if if I guess, I guess, I guess in 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 the, in theory, uh. In theory, he probably wouldn't have done much worse than Bentancourt did yesterday.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's probably the case because Bentancourt played so poorly. I mean, just looping in all these questions together, I don't think Bentancourt is that bad of a player because we've seen him play pretty well in past years and including this this last summer where when he came out of the, the COVID break, he was very good. Is he is only 23. He's only 23, so like he's still very young, which is crazy because he's been around for a while now. But there is clearly something wrong. And I don't know if it's a square peg in a round square peg in a round hole or if it's a mental issue. It's just it's not working this season. It's that's really my, it.
1: what is mental issue with these guys? Like I get it, you know, <laughs> <from> your mojo is <laughs> off and this and that. But at some point, you're getting paid money. You get a profession. Get do like be better. Like how is it that you are 23 and there's a 21 year old in Dortmund that's. L- l- literally beating up grown men.
0: Well, yeah. he's he's a freak of nature. Uh, he's an time.
1: actual robot. So <laughs> Holland <laughs> is a robot designed yeah. for one but, thing: to score bangers and to what's play the-
0: and, and to play for Juve at some point in the in the hopefully not too distant future. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you heard it first
1: me. here. But to your point of Fajali, right? Because you brought that up in jazz, But the next question was like, it's one that kind of like uh, harks back to like uh, you know transfers and. Midfield and who to keep, who to, you know, to give out. And it's from, you know, Pete Fry. And, um, you know, he he asks, it strikes me that most of our existing midf- midfielder, for the exception of, you know, Bernardeski, will be really good squad players at any top club, but we're too reliant on them as starters. If you had to replace two and keep three, you know, which ones do you keep out of the... Uh, you know, Ramsey, Arthur, Rebu, Benton, Kermit McKenney, which are the current midfielders. Uh, that that kind of goes back to my I point, know. though. Like, at some point, you got to make some really, 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 really hard decisions as as a club. And But you also need to take some risks because you don't have that, as many funds as you did before, and there's not a lot of income, and, you know, uh, all sorts of, like, economic considerations that don't make it possible for anybody realistically today to go drop... 80 million on a player.
0: You know what it is though? I'm thinking about it now. I don't know that there are any three that I'd say you absolutely have to keep of those five. I'd say if you, if you're, if you you know, if, if it's decided that there needs to be some turnover and that say, we want to keep five rotating midfielders uh, who who are always going to be able to step in say, that's our golden number. And maybe you have like a Fajoli as like your sixth guy. So like a youth team guy, Um, then I would say, honest to God, doesn't matter who you get rid of if you tell me that you have to get to get rid of two i'd probably keep arthur and McKenney above all else but then anyone between ramsey bentancourt and rabio could leave i think i'd rather keep bentancourt than rabio but honest to god if you can get if you can get good resale on any of them just exchange yeah. them for for if you if, if they can somehow be upgraded for someone that's perceived as better then that's probably what i do matt i don't know
2: they're oh. all expendable in this case, and and like I say this in the sense that I love McKennie and I love for what they've done, and I've had moments where I've really liked Ramsey, Rabiot, and Bentancur. There is just clearly a, a missing piece that is that elite midfielder that completes the others. I, I, do
1: we but, I, have to go say that we have to go get an elite midfielder, or do we no. need to I don't know. find and maybe grow
2: more? No that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be you don't have to go out and get De Bruyne, but you need to find somebody who's going to be that guy in the midfield. And right now we do not have that. And and, and so like here's the thing though. i like i said before, Atour and McKenny seem to be the two that when they're in together, work together, and either one of Robbie Oat and Benton Coeur will kind of fill in nicely if we're looking and we're getting Locatelli, like, and he becomes the next best, you know, the next Pirlo and he becomes that next Regista, then replace any one of them. With yeah, or like, or Zaniolo. Or God, know, like, a healthy Zaniolo. A healthy Zaniolo. Healthy, right?
0: healthy is, the, is the key there, but you know, they don't, they could be young. They just have to be Juve ready. That's all. Like, young youngish. Yeah. He's Juve ready. We signed him at 22, turning 23. He was Juve ready. You know, Kuluzewski probably isn't quite at that level, but he's very close to being Juve ready, even though he just turned 20
1: last year. You know what I mean? I mean. Kuluzewski so, to me, honestly, like a lot of people are like, so, we've we've got we've gotten like a few questions in the veins of like, oh, maybe Pirlo is not maximizing the use and positioning of players, and to me, Kuluzewski honestly, is the one example where I say I've seen I saw that kid play at Parma. It was really good, and his strengths are. When he starts going and and there's an open field, let him do his thing. Don't tell him, "Oh, you need to feed it to Ronaldo." No, okay, Kulusevski. No, he's just if, a, he's
0: just a creative. If you a pass. You know, pass. Yeah. If
1: you see a shot, shot. But one thing I've noticed about Kulusevski is that he loses himself in some silly mistakes of like like ball handling. Like he either receives it or he's like he gets tripped. Like. And it's feast or famine, like, honestly, like, I want to, again, consistency for him. But uh, but to kind of finish up this question, like, and just, you know, final answer, I'm going to give one that's more, let's as grounded as possible. I look at this list of players, and I tell you that the only two people that, to me, realistically, I would sell, and simply because they have the most market, and they will allow me Giovanni, fantasy, you know, Juventus manager, I, I sell Rabiot and I sell Betancourt because Rabiot, you pay him too much and you got him for zero. Whatever you net for him is pure profit. And Betancourt, you you know, ultimately you have to pay Boca Jr. It's basically it's, uh, like, uh, you know, something like 20 million or whatever, but you can go sell Did him. We have to pay that much for him. In the yeah, end. ultimately, because there was a clause where 50% of the uh, potential resale would go back to them, and mm-hmm. Juventus was like, Eat me, this is my profit. Here's 20 million, shut up, right? And, um, and so to me, Bentancur, he, it, yeah. it's simply simply because that's like after three, four years. If you've not gotten to the point of being the guy, I gotta go. You can, you may be the guy with somebody else, and that's fine, but pay me equitably. And I'll move on, and I'll take my bets with somebody else. Yeah.
0: Ramsey Ramsey may make more sense because of the fact that we got him at zero, so he'd be pure he'd be pure plus Valencia as well. And nobody we wants him. Everyone. I was gonna say he's got a
2: fat salary too. And, and what's his market?
1: Him. Like yeah. that's the thing. He's like, injured
2: a lot. I like Ramsey a lot as a player. I like him. I just he's I injured I. too much. Smart. And smart. he's a very smart player. Yes, and it's just he makes like seven million net or something like that. So he's, nobody's taking that on. It's no, too much money. That. No, for, to also pay for they like they're not gonna pay us anything for him so no. that did, I agree with you that I think Robbio and Benjankar have the two
1: biggest potential for plus influenza. yeah yeah so okay next question this is gonna be a quick one will not signing any stuff oh by Cien St- C-N. Cien C-N. CN. all right sorry man like I'll get your name one day I by by apologize um will not signing any stub gap striker bite us in the back. With Morata and Dybala out, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo desperately needing a break and Kulzevsky just not being a number nine. You know, how are we going to play in the next couple of weeks? I'll be honest. Like, I, I don't th- no, I don't think we need to stop- buy a stopgap player because there's nobody on the market. To me, if you don't, if you can't spend money in January, you don't. So that's it. Um, short answer. Anybody else? And we talked about this, I think in January too, where we, there's no
2: one really that we said could come in and, and actually add anything. I, I don't know. Sam, do you have any, anyone that you, we,
0: we talked about Scamaka and I don't know that he would be, uh, this is going to be a nice punny one. I don't know that he would really, you know, Spacca tutto right now. Scamaca Spacca. Scamacca che Spacca. I, I really don't think he would be doing a ton for us right now. No, no, no. no God, God, no. I'm,
2: and I, I get it. Like the frustration of like watching this game specifically where it's not a hundred percent, the not hundred percent. And you're like, we need a striker in there, yeah, but like, I, like this, come and, out get in and, and uh, score goals. I don't know. Uh, if creative. you have a time
1: machine, you go back and you try to get keen. We're and all thinking that. Yeah. And then ultimately you, you, you eat that 20 million or 30 million that Everton got you and you're like, all right, fine, we'll figure it out. So, right. but anyways, yeah. Short answer. I, I, real,
0: real quick, it's an unpopular opinion, and it'll probably never happen. But you could always try playing Dybala in a more central role. I know Giovanni laughs at me whenever I say that, but I like the way he drives the net. I think he, I think he, he gets in more dangerous positions when he plays a little bit more centrally. I've liked him there. If, um, when I if seen
1: Ronaldo it is not available and if Morata is not available, sure. But otherwise, there's other players that that play that position ostensibly with a little bit more success. In my in my opinion. But yeah. All right. Next question. Rob V at some guy London. Um, I, I understand the hybrid role that McKenney's is being asked to perform. Let midfield to number 10 in possession. But do you agree that we get the best out of him by letting him quote unquote shit house in the middle of the park?
0: <laughs> short I- answer. Short answer for me is yes. Yeah. 100%, but I think that is the role that he plays.
1: No, nah, I don't think so. I think what Pirlo is—we're starting to see glimpses of of, of of potential. To to me, to me, McKennie is probably a midfielder that has, you know, has is, is discovered that he's got good feet. I think so, and I yeah. think ultimately, like what we want, what where I see him is a modern box-to-box high tempo type player where he's got enough skill to track back capture ball recycle ball, but also to project upward and and you know be a part of creating uh you know striking opportunities you know, he, and and again, I don't see him as a ten like the, the you know the the, the 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 question said number ten. I, it's not an he's not a number 10, but I don't know that he's imagine even playing in that role though. I don't even know if he's playing that. I don't even know if he's playing that role. I oh,
2: well, he, he does go up a little bit to like and and you'll find him ahead of the, attack, the attackers, so like he, but he's he not playing as these... a
0: pure 10 like Ramsey will when Ramsey plays. No, he's, he's a, not. Ramsey playing as, as a very no, clear no. mandate to, no. to, to hover behind the forwards, McKenny does what? not, and I think he does get played. I think I think part of his game is to shit house. Again, shit, shit that's just but not, a, just,
1: a, but not but just that. I think if you let him just say hey, go ruin stuff, go play like Gattuso like, to me. No, no, he's he's more thing.
0: technically gifted than that for sure, but I do but think exactly. he plays it in a modern way. I, that's but that's what I again, that's what I've observed. I've observed him as being a guy who's Listen, I think what I think what Rob means here is like strong on the ball and strong at winning balls back. And because of how he's built, he's the guy that probably is best suited for, for being our tackling midfielder. I, I don't know if that's what he means by shithouse, Joe, but just, I, I, as I understand it, that that's how I interpret the question based on that. Does your answer change?
1: No, it stays the same. I think, I think he's just, I've noticed in him that he's got better feet than anybody realized. And ultimately I think having him just shithouse, even in a modern way is just, it's, too limiting right i i i see him and his evolution as that of a true box to box maybe more like vidal less than peer i hate i hate i hate doing these types of comparison but like if i had to compare him right he's got that he's quite dynamic and to me he can project forward he doesn't i i don't know i none of the like I think so Vidal did more than shithouse,
0: but he he occupied that role. If that's the question, then I say, yes, he has to be the guy who kind of occupies that that responsibility if someone does have to be.
1: And maybe that's how the midfield evolves. And that's what his position eventually gets to be. If you actually have like somewhat of a more playmaking type of midfielder. And then, you know, obviously, if somebody's taking care of like creating, then somebody else has got to do other stuff. But may, 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 maybe that's it. You know, but to be honest, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think he's got potential more than just for that one specific role. We'll we'll see. Matt?
2: Yeah, I think I I I, I tend to agree with you, Giovanni, on this one. But I, I do think that one of the, and we've, I've been seeing some issues with people who talk about like how poor he's played in the last couple of games or when he started the last couple, I think. And... I think right now, especially with just with everything else going on in the midfield, there is this issue where he tries to take on maybe a little bit too much and he's not able to really just just do his, the, like the simple things. And I think he really wants to stay in the simple lane of like quick, just like as soon as the ball comes to him, pass it off. And I'd actually like to see him hold on to it maybe just a little bit because sometimes he makes that pass a little too quickly and he doesn't always choose the right one. And I think he is a little bit better with, the ball on his feet than we all thought he was going to be. Because I think we all thought he was just going to get the ball and just immediately it would, like, you know, be lost to kind of like just like looking around and like, oh, where'd it go? Like, it, he didn't, he couldn't trap it or he couldn't. He's had some really good, good control with the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I have no, I think the way that he's being utilized is fine and it's working out. I just think that when there's other issues going around, it gets compounded then that we're like, oh, now McKenney's rushing back and trying to be on the defensive end and now he can't, it's just,
1: he won't carry you. He's not going to no, carry you, no. but he's got to be, he's got to be part of a, of a, of a, of a compliment that works. Right. But anyways, yes. um, next question. I think it's the final question maybe. Okay. Bye. This comes from Instagram. Just so I don't know, uh, Sam, if you know what the Instagram handle pages,
0: I was looking for it. I, I can't seem to find it. So, uh, anonymous, Bad. Anonymous listener, uh, I, I I do apologize. Uh, sorry, did you have it? Do You have it, Joe? No, I I
1: have it. No, I have it, but I just didn't know if you knew what our what the Instagram handle for.
0: I misunderstood your question. Yeah, sorry. So I misunderstood your question. Yeah, it's we're we're at Turin Giants. We should give you a shout out. We gave us a we we gave ourselves a shout out at the beginning of the pod. But yeah, sorry. At Turin Giants is uh our is our uh our Insta handle. <clears throat> Molto
1: perfetto. Let's go. So Joe Cipriano eighteen asks. Should there be a formation change? I don't feel like the 352 gets the best out of these players. <sighs> yeah, I, like, I, we kind of talked about this. Really a a top... 352 and we've talked about it, Joe. So hopefully you have listened to the answer about it. So consider this answer this answered, I hope. Um I, but you know, long like I, go ahead, go ahead, Matt
2: it's just like we we've kind of talked about it and it's just it's a very fluid formation so it's really not just the three five two and I I think like you said it's not so much the formation it's more of just the players and the tactics and what they're being asked to do in that formation and where do they run where do they move the ball so uh, yeah I don't know it's it's a tough it's a good question and I think for people who are more ta- I don't know like Jonathan Wilson who who wrote the book on formations maybe he can tell you Adverting the
0: pivot, um, yeah. right now yeah i've been i have i've been trying to get through it i've been trying to god bless him i love listening to him talk but my, i've been i've been really laboring to get through yeah it. like a very heavy if you effort. want I, yeah. that
2: question is better directed at him or michael cox or uh kirsten jack or like somebody who's a is a, a really good formation guy not a promise, I, I don't think.
1: I have the Christian uh, Jack. I love that guy. One last question. One last question. And it is from me. Why or why do we not have one person that shoots from outside the box on this team? Please somebody else answer for me because I have no idea. I, I, I see, I'm like, Hey, it looks like there's a window for us to try to shoot. And not one person does it. It's like they're about to, and then they're like, oh, my God, I can't do it. My foot will explode or something.
0: Wasteful because it's deemed uh, it's deemed as being wasteful possession. And I think there's a very clear mandate to work the balls wide and, uh, yeah, pump it into Bro. the box, work it into the box from there. I also think that Paulo Dybala not being in the team changes that. Dybala's a shooter. Dybala is a shooter. He's got a, he's got, he's a little guy, but he's got, he's got a cannon of a left <sighs> foot on him and he is very adept at, at but how do you know looking if shots you're in from the right shooting,
1: side. If you're not shooting ever and how you're not going to get better at shooting from outside the box if you don't shoot. I mean, look at the Dortmund game. The one, one came from somebody just being like, I'm going to just nailed this and, and they, and they scored like, for God's sakes against Leon, Cristiano Ronaldo tried to get us back into, into qualifying by taking a shot from outside the box. At some point, like if, if you try every solution except that one, might as well try it. Yeah. I mean, Betancourt took a shot and I, and it was, it wasn't, a terrible
2: shot it went it did go over the bar but like it did it was sailing it, it, made, like was
1: gonna...
0: it, it, it <laughs> made it it made he... it into the it made it into the key moments of the match if you were and, and, he
1: and you know was a terrible shooter
2: he's, he's a terrible shooter but it wasn't a terrible shot and i i kind of was like you know what? i don't have a problem with it you i know? actually
0: don't it think he's a done. terrible shooter so weird t- a hot take I know he doesn't score much but i don't actually view his he also doesn't shoot that bad either so he, but when he but when he does, he's often he's often surprised me. He's actually pulled me out of my seat. I don't know. Go sign Paul Pogba. Uh, there, problem solved.
2: Although what yeah, well, oh. we're gonna get the Pogba space program. How many shots did he used to rocket into the into the stand?
1: So <laughs> And how many know. did he rocket into the top corner? No, bro? I know like I know. five. I, I like five
0: crazy. ever, but I you remember them all.
1: You remember them all? No, he.
2: I like Pogba. But I liked his ability to shoot outside the box. But let's not act like every time he he wound up, it was
1: going right to the net. You 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 score zero chances that you don't take, right? Agreed. agreed okay. I agree. I so agree.
2: We play.
0: I want, we play okay. with several wide players, and we don't play with any one attacking midfielder right now. I mean, we play with a number nine typically. So. Where's the shooting outside the box? I, I mean, I mean, if you've got, if you've got like a Saunier at De Bruyne or, or someone who places a pure number ten, De
1: Bruyne doesn't even shoot from outside. When's the last time
0: De Bruyne scored? My he lord, does. he does, he does, and 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 he's got, and he's got a good and he's got a good boot on him, man. I'm just saying, I don't think we necessarily have that type of personnel. Genuinely, it's not in the DNA of a guy like Arthur, who actually scored from outside the box a few weeks ago. If you were in the Copa Italia against, but he's not a shooter, was it? But, uh, no, I know, but exactly. It's not in his DNA, it's not in Bentango's DNA, it's not in Rabio's DNA.
1: It- Chiesa can shoot because he's a striker. Quadrado's done it before, Cristiano Ronaldo's done it before, Di Bala's done it before. I bet your ass Kulzewski could do it, but somebody's got to try for God's sake. Some guy, yeah. I- hey, gods, if you hear me, please. This weekend against Crotone, well, Monday, score a goal from outside, make me happy.
0: Maybe we can have a we can have a hockey coach come in and uh, and just and just give him some platitudes. Shots on net, boys. Shots on net. <laughs> Get pucks deep. Shots on yeah, net.
2: Yeah, exactly. Pucks on pucks on pucks on goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, okay.
0: And listeners, look. Uh, thank you for thank you for all the questions. Obviously, everyone seems to be on the same page. There was a lot of uh, again a lot of overlap between all of them. So uh, and uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very much appreciated. Obviously, everyone's a little bit frustrated, but it was good to let some of it out. Hopefully, this might have been at least at least a little bit therapeutic for you if you agreed with a lot of the stuff we said. Um, and if you were screaming at your phone saying these are, these 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 idiots are totally missing the point, please get at us. Uh, share your thoughts at Juve uh, Podcast on Twitter. For how to be posting this probably later tonight, uh, so definitely get at us there. You could reply to uh, the tweet as we share the episode, or DM us, whatever, man. We love hearing feedback, so so definitely do get at us again. Turin Giants is our at on Instagram and on Twitter. We are also at Uve Podcast on Twitter. Matt is at Matt Coco with two C's on Twitter. Giovanni is at Joe Turin Giants. I am at Cultural Podcast. Boys, anything you want to add before we wrap up? We got uh, we've got to get right back on the horse here. Obviously, Serie A action is uh, is 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 coming in hot, and we can't afford to lose any more matches over the coming weeks. We really need to make some ground up. Do you have any last closing points before we uh, before we wrap this
1: bitch? I mean, keep the faith, consistency, and if you are a bullish Juventus fan, go find somebody that will take a bet and go make some money. Right, that's it. <laughs> speak,
0: <laughs> speak to your principles. Uh, keep the faith,
1: guys. Keep the faith. That's all.
0: All right. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to this 161st episode of the Turin Giants podcast. Then keep uh, keep the faith. Yeah, I like that. That's that's the note that I'll uh, that I'll end it on. It's uh, we'll have a lot to have. Ref- I think we'll have a lot to reflect on when the season is done and dusted. For sure, hasn't been without adversity, and it would be nice if it was a lot more consistent. But hey, um, I guess a little adversity is is uh, is a good thing when it makes things interesting. So. And it's been an interesting year, and a long way to continue, I guess. Looks like we uh, we haven't seen the last of of, uh, of the tough times, and we'll always be here to to talk you guys through your pain. So until next time, listeners, fino alla fine, forza Juve.